Welcome. This is Listening to Hope. The podcast celebrates recipients of Ontario Rett Syndrome Association's Hope Fund, Canada's only fund dedicated to Rett Syndrome research in the country. Since 2014, when it was created, the fund has awarded over $500,000 in research grants to find a cure, a treatment for Rett Syndrome. Today we are talking to a Hope Fund recipient, Alexander Mark Weber. He's a University of British Columbia professor in pediatrics, a member of the university's neuroscience department and School of Biomedical Engineering, and a scientist at BC Children's Hospital Research Institute. So we are studying Rett syndrome because it is a severe brain disorder that still has a long way to go in terms of treatment therapy. Treatment studies in Rett Mouse models have shown reversibility, providing hope that the neurological defects that occur from MACT2 mutation can be targeted and treated. So the BC Children's Hospital has a mini ret clinic uh, headed by two of my co-investigators, Dr. Data and Dr. Horva. So together with myself and another co-investigator, Dr. Rauscher, we hope to use advanced MRI techniques to look for any MG markers that could be used as treatment targets or as treatment response surrogates. Alexander is using different tools to peer inside the brain, including a machine familiar to many of us, the MRI scanner. He's asking questions like, how is the red syndrome brain wired? Are brain nerve cells or neurons connected differently from non-red syndrome brains? How does their metabolism differ? What is different about the way they function? We will use this data to look for associations with clinical severity scores, age, uh, genetic MECP2 mutations, and seizures. So by finding these associations, we hope to be able to identify objective brain biomarkers, which can be used to determine specific treatment targets. Alexander knows the challenges ahead. We kind of know, like, oh, okay, this uh, disorder is caused by this very specific mutation, but. There's still so much that we don't know despite knowing that because their gene is responsible for creating this protein called MECP2. But this protein can have so many effects down the line. And from the literature review, we know that in Rett syndrome, there seems to be problems with neuronal growth or synaptic or with their synapses. So there's just, there's just still so many unanswered questions with how a problem with creating this protein then results in in what we see in Rett syndrome. And then on the other hand, I mean, in terms of other like unanswered questions, I mean, the brain is just so utterly complex. Uh, we're really only at the beginning of trying to answer a lot of questions related to the brain. So, uh, you know, on one hand, it's almost unbelievable that we can peer inside the brain non-invasively using a giant magnet, which is what an MRI is, and get the kind of information that we do. But on the other hand, there still remains so much more that can be done to improve how we acquire these images. So to increase signal, reduce noise, reduce the time it takes to acquire the images, increase spatial and temporal resolution, increase sensitivity and specificity of uh, tissues, metabolites, and neuronal firing. So once we have better tools, we might be able to better answer some of the questions like how does this genetic mutation or this environmental exposure result in these neuronal effects and what if anything can we do to improve outcomes? It's a very, very, very complex issue. but he's confident of the expertise of the research group a combination of neuroscientists and clinicians Dr Gabriela Horvath and Dr Anita Data are both medical doctors who are also investigators and are experts in Rett syndrome and epilepsy so 
Meanwhile, my research and training during my PhD and postdoc have involved becoming an expert in microstructure, brain metabolite, and functional MRI analysis in pediatric brain disorders. For the other co-investigator, Dr. Rauscher, uh, he was my supervisor during my postdoc, and he also comes with a wealth of expertise and experience in this area. So together, I believe this kind of clinical and advanced quantitative MRI expertise is sort of where our unique strength lies, and will hopefully help us discover something new about rent that could help with treatment options down the road. The project is in its early stages. It recently acquired ORSA funding. So far, our experience with working with ORSA has been wonderful. They've been incredibly helpful and responsive with my email queries. And they even called me personally to tell me when we were successful with our grant application, which I thought was a really, really nice and personal touch. So you can really tell the organization cares and is passionate about that. It's through these, you know, small grants that scientists are able to do pilot studies to get some initial data in order to apply for much larger studies and then funding of those ultimately, hopefully, leads to novel discoveries and, and novel therapies. Many young people here in Canada are embarking on a research career. Any advice for them? My advice would be to keep an open mind. I think that we, I mean, life is so strange and, and we never really know where it's going to take us, and I think that um, being sort of open to opportunities, maybe even if they're not the ones that you planned on, you can end up in a place that you never thought of, but it's actually better for you. Thank you for listening to Hope with Alexander Mark Weber, a Hope Fund recipient.